We live in a time where the flow of information is constant, with competing voices in crowded spaces, where old school thoughts meet new school ideas. But in this modern age, we are constantly having to recreate ourselves. To understand these identities, we need to decipher the culture. This is unconventional. This, this is, is Lounge Academics. Academics. the lounge academics podcast i'm your host kj and as you know this if you're watching us on youtube make sure you comment subscribe hit the notification bell for future episodes okay and if you're listening to us on our podcast right where have you been why are you not following us on our socials this is lounge academics all right so i'm your host kj okay without further ado we're going to get into it we have our special guest we have jennifer phillips Yay! Thank you for having me. Um, it's great to have you. It's great to have you. You're from the Corporate Black Girl, right? Yes. You're a coach. Yes, I okay. am. I'm a career and coach. And we're going to get straight into it, yeah. right? And obviously, what I want to ask you was, you know, your whole journey started through law, right? Yeah. Okay. So tell me about it. Why law? Why, Jennifer, why did you want to do law? I always wanted to be law, okay. to be in law. Like, I was that kid when I was growing up, getting involved in adults' conversations and yeah. always actually giving really good opinions. And people yeah. used to always say, like, you have really good opinions. you really got good things to say. Like, you should be a lawyer. And I think growing up and hearing that all the time, then I was like, hmm, yeah, I, I think this is good for me. And then, you know, I think it was, a, it was a goal that I had from really young, from about seven, eight years old, and it affected everything I did. So all the subjects I picked, and eventually I did the <laughs> yeah. degree, and I loved it. And so, yeah, I qualified as a lawyer, and I've been working as a lawyer for, you know, building my career as a lawyer for the last 10 years, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw from your impressive profile, Thank right, you. and your bio, and, like, what I was struck by, right, when I saw your kind of bio and everything and your, and your kind of backstory is obviously law is not easy. No, yeah, it's not. Law is not easy. What area of law do you specialise in? What, Commercial what? contracts. Wow. Yeah. Hence the corporate black girl. Yes, right? I, I love the corporate yeah. space. I've worked in, I've, I've been really privileged in my career to be in really big corporate spaces. Mm. I've worked for major organisations in, in the city of London. And I think for me, the reason I started the corporate black girl is because, you know, I felt like I was fed up of being just like the only one. Like sometimes, as much as things are pushing forward, there's not a lot of representation at the upper echelons of the legal career. And I wanted to, you know, portray that for others to yeah. see. And also I wanted to help other ambitious black women get into the roles that they really, really want. But some of them feel like it's not something that they can actually get. What's that about, though? When you say it's not something they can... Because I'm sure there are women that aspire to enter yeah. corporations and stuff. 100%. What What's putting... Would you, would you, what have you picked up on as putting women off? for entering the industry or the corporate yeah. space? I think black women are so ambitious. I speak to black women all day, every day, and they are so ambitious. They really want to, you know, get to the top and rise above and do the best they can do in their corporate spaces. So whether it's law, whether it's compliance and finance, whatever area it is, they want to do really well. I think what black women tend to find is that they feel, um, you know, there's structures in place 
um, in the corporate world aren't there for them to thrive in. And I think some people then, you know, internalise that and have those limiting beliefs about what is possible for them. When you talk to a lot of black women, they've heard that phrase, you know, you've got to work twice as hard to get half as much and that there's a glass ceiling, you know? Yeah. yeah. And everybody's heard this. And I think when we internalise these narratives, they begin to produce limiting beliefs. And then so people want to do something, they want to go further, but sometimes they feel that they can't. And so when I started The Corporate Black Girl, it's all about inspiring and empowering black women and kind of bridging that pay and progression gap for black women in the corporate world. Which is a massive mission for you yeah. as well, from what you're saying in terms of yeah, your mission Yeah, that's the main mission the statement. I think that you yeah. deserve to be profitable in your career. I think there's so much, when you look at social media, everyone thinks that to be an entrepreneur, you've got to have a six-figure business and be, you know, flying and jet-setting here and there. But that's not everybody's goal. Some people, you've studied, you've worked hard, you're in the corporate world, you just want to thrive in it. And so that is just as valuable. And so for me, it's about making sure that you're your career is profitable, that you find purpose in the role that you're doing, and that you know, you're know you you're fulfilled in every aspect of that. And so those are my core values, you know, making people activate their personal power. That sure. the only real obstacle to you growing in your career is in your mind and what you think is possible for yourself. So how, can I ask, how did you do it? Because it seems to me, I know people don't like the phrase trailblazers, right? Yeah. But obviously you had to kind of break through that for yourself because oh, you said good. you were the only one. Yeah. So I just wondered, during those difficult moments of being the only one, not having anyone that necessarily looks like you or you can reach out to or relate to, how did you stay the course? How, how have you been able to sustain 10 years yeah. within that industry? What, what kept you going? Well, first of all, I'll say when I say the only one, I don't mean like the only one in the organisation, but sometimes <laughs> I found that I was the only one yeah. in a more senior position. Okay. Or at the time of my career when I was, you know, maybe paralegaling, yeah. I would be, you know, running my own caseload, you know, kind of building my career. And a lot of other girls behind me who were just as capable, just as competent, sure. but because maybe they didn't push, were doing more administrative things. And when I would talk to them, okay. they really wanted to push forward. They really wanted okay. to get to the top. But then I'm like, so what's stopping you? Oh, I don't get on with my manager. Oh, it's hard. The things that I agree, it's true, it must yeah. be hard. But for me, I never looked at those obstacles and thought, oh, because okay. of that, I can't. So it's pushing past for the barriers. And looking at that senior position, yeah. looking at promotion, yeah. looking at and your going senior, for yeah. it, even okay. at the early instances of my career. If I was going to be a paralegal, I wanted to be a paralegal who was still earning well. You know, paralegal jobs in this country, you can be on like... I don't know, 15,000, yeah. or you can be on 30,000. Yeah. And so even though it's a hard industry to break into, going for the best and trying to be the best at every single stage that you're at and having a real understanding of your career trajectory and where you want that to end yeah. up being. And so that's yeah. what I mean, you know. And also sure. it's about taking people from that that token idea. A lot of mm. people feel like when they get to the top, you know, they're the only one, they're just there like to fulfill diversity quotas. And so what I want to teach people to do is that you can go from understanding that you are nobody's token black girl, mm -hmm. that you're actually recognisable talent and stepping in that and having that vibe about you to actually begin to attract roles that you want yeah. and build a career that you truly care about and represents your values. I guess it's about the energy, isn't it, that yeah. you put out there. You yeah. know, if it's yours, you've got to proclaim it. You've 100%. got to own it. You've got to own that space. Yeah. And I guess how... 
because I'm really interested to know how, you know, you were able to kind of push through that. Because it is really hard. When I hear people yeah. talking about the journey, I mean, let's be honest, when we look at tokenism, when we look at diversity, it's an issue in most industries, yeah. especially in senior positions, yeah, even is. more so in the corporate world. Yeah. But I guess, what kind of qualities do you need to kind of be able to kind of persevere and to kind of stay the journey? Because I'm imagining, correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't easy for yourself to do that. Yeah, it definitely was not easy. But the first thing that I encouraged myself to do and I encouraged my clients, like the black women that I work with, to do is to have a really clear plan on what they want for their career. Crystal clear career clarity like I cannot explain that enough like from really early on in my career even though I wasn't qualified I was like I want to be um, a qualified lawyer by a certain age like I had a target I was like by the time I'm 27 that's happening even at the time I was getting married and I said to my husband I was like I'm not walking down the aisle if I'm not qualified like that is how much I wanted (laughs) yeah I was like I'm walking down that aisle a qualified lawyer and I did it you know that's something that I really wanted to do so it's um knowing what, what your goal is and actually marking that out and having a time frame that you want that to be done by and also having that kind of real big emotional reason why because I think it's the reason why you want it is going to be the thing that keeps you going when the going gets tough right because like I said my career trajectory hasn't been easy by any um, stretch of the mark at all but because I really wanted it for personal reasons I was the first lawyer in my family that was a really big milestone for me it's a vision that I've had since I was young and so I just kept thinking of it for myself and I wanted it so much I wanted to see myself you know pursue what I've always wanted and so for other people it could be similar things or it could be you know the money and the lifestyle is a is a reason why maybe yeah. you want to provide for your family whatever it is you just have to have something that's going to keep you going so I think crystal yeah. career clarity uh, connected with a big emotional reason why to keep you going and resilience mm. you've got to be strong I always tell people I work with when I run my events that the corporate world is built to weed out the weak yeah. if yeah. you're not strong you're going to get knocked out of this game yeah. so you have to keep going you have to keep pushing even when things get difficult no totally totally and seriously your husband did you really was that really a yeah. thing was you like it's not happening I'm not yeah, I was like, yeah we were planning it and everything but yeah. I was like by the time I'm signing that marriage certificate when they ask you your occupation I yeah. will be putting down their lawyer it, it must happen yeah and he was just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I made it. Yeah, I made it happen. Yeah. It's what I really, really wanted. When of I course, said, yeah. shared this story, it's to let people know that um, you have to. Some people say they want something, mm. and they say they're committed. But what they actually are is they're just interested in making it happen. Oh yeah, if that happens, it'll be great. Because if you're committed, it's a by any means necessary. By necessary, attitude. I agree. And so that's why I, I knew I, I put money up. I knew that I had my photographer book, my wedding dress bought, and realistically, am I going to throw that away? No. But I put myself in that position to be like, it will happen. Yeah. How are you going to make that happen? And create a plan of action for yeah. your success. So clear goals, plan of action, yeah. have clarity. Yeah. Make sure you have motivators to keep yeah. you during those difficult yeah. times to sustain 100%, you. Yeah. you. So you can push through. Yeah, and little and milestones yeah, and little every milestone. now and again. Something that, you know, so I always tell my clients, like, celebrate the wins along the way. Mm-hmm. So when you get an interview for a really good job and you get the role, yeah, you may not be qualified yet, but you're one step closer. You're now working in an industry that will help boost your CV, help boost the type of professional you are. Yeah. You're now going to come across different, you know, professional circumstances circumstances that you can now begin to use to boost your value so it's it's a celebration along the way of course and I guess in terms of getting into like 
the corporate world, or let's use law, because this is what this is your area, okay? Yeah. So looking at law, would there be any other than the kind of the the obvious stuff around having goals and stuff? Are there any other tips that you would give, like in terms of the culture mm-hmm. of certain organisations and the infrastructures of certain places? Is there certain tips that you give that maybe women need to be aware of when navigating those spaces? Yeah, hundred percent. I think growing up, you know, there was the narrative that I kind of gained was kind of like just dissimulate and kind of just, you know, toe the line and fit in and try yeah. to like look like the rest of them. And I think as I've blend gotten... In. Yeah, <laughs> blend in. And as I've gotten yeah. older, what I've realised is that people who want to progress, people who are pioneers, people who really want to get ahead, stand out. And as a black woman, you stand out anyway because your your face doesn't always fit. Yeah. Unfortunately, hopefully, you know, that will change in the, in the next coming years. But unfortunately, it doesn't fit. It is predominantly, you know, white males in the okay. corporate space. Um, I'm not saying I've got anything against white yeah, males, yeah. but that it's is a fact, that is a a fact, fact yeah. right? So you fact. already stand out, just statistically mm. speaking. And so if you want to get ahead, you've got to be authentic. Mm. And so I celebrate black women being their authentic selves at work. Now, what do I mean by that? It's your authentic professional self at work because you're not going to be your generic authentic self. You're not going to come to work in your PJs and have your hair up Mm. in a bun like you do on a Saturday. It's your professional self. So you've got to think about what your professional personal brand is. And I always say that that is, it has to speak to what you want to be known for. So for me in my career, I've always wanted to be someone who was a really great communicator, somebody that people thought could build a rapport with really quickly because I'm serving clients, right? And as a lawyer, you need to make sure people need to feel like you are going to be a problem solver as opposed to like a barrier to them and tell them what they can't do. They want you to help find creative ways of doing what they actually yeah. want to do. You're serving their needs and helping them meet their objectives, right? So for me, building a rapport and making people feel comfortable with me was one of the things that I said I wanted to be part of my yeah. personal professional brand. And so I think every so we, single person So where do that. did you learn all of this from? Where, where did this come from? This, this determination, this steely determination yeah. and commitment. Who was your coach? Who was your mentor? Who yeah. inspired you? Well, I um, think, yeah, before I even came into the whole professional development space I think my first and most early mentor or coach was my grandmother oh wow she oh my gosh I love that woman so much she was yeah she was the best one of the most influential people in my life you know she growing up you know she worked so hard she was like the matriarch of our family um on my Caribbean side and she was just like Oh, so is there dual? So you say Caribbean yeah, side? Yeah, I'm so... half Nigerian, half Jamaican. Wow. Yeah. What? Hear that? Yes, half Jamaican, <laughs> half Nigerian. Fire! Yeah. What firebrand? Okay. Yes, that's me. Yeah. So on my Jamaican side, my grandma was like the matriarch and she worked so hard and she just loved everyone. She was a gatherer. And she used to always tell me like, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. If they can do it, you can do it. You know, and she had that mentality that she pushed in me from the beginning. So I never really... Even though sometimes you can internalise things about being a bit less than. Yeah. She gave me that confidence to be in the world and be like, there's nothing wrong with me. If you can do it, I can yeah. do it. And so that was where I guess my initial push came from. And she always wanted me to see excellence. Okay. You know, she used to always take me to shops and be like, see these nice bags and handbags. If you so, want them, so you have to work hard. Is this your mother's mother? Yeah, my mum's oh, Okay, mom. so your dad's Nigerian. My dad is okay, Nigerian. Okay, wow, yeah. wow. So do you, I mean, just that do you travel, you've been to both? I have been to both, Wow, yeah. wow, But I guess cool. my mum's mum, she used to live up the road from us. Okay. So my grandparents literally lived up the road from us growing up. So I used to like run up to my grandma's sure. house, you know. So it was very close growing up. I and mean, she was 
one of my biggest but influences. she was your yeah influences yeah, and early mentors. influences 100 percent okay. i think as i got older and i was you know trying to you know just build my life in a way that spoke to what I found authentically true. Sure, you know, I sure. found myself in the personal development space and yes, I've had my own coaches in the past and you know, gone on courses to really just better myself. Sure. And in doing that, I've learned so much about being purposeful, being intentional sure. with what you want. And so I just wanted to gift that back. And one of the key right. things for me is that when I qualified, it wasn't about just qualifying and then making sure me and mine are all good. Mm -hmm. It's about my fellow sisters, you know, people who are like me, because contrary to popular belief, you always hear sometimes that, oh, when black women get on top, or when black people get on top, they don't pull others up or it's always, you know, potentially maybe black people who aren't gonna support you. That has not been my story. I have had black women be the biggest champions and the biggest pioneers for me in and my career. Been your they have been and, yeah. so helpful to me. So helpful to me. And so I wanted to do that for other black women. So would you for other women that are coming through, because I know through your business, I know obviously like you said, it's about helping women to um, as part of their careers around achieving their ambitions and yeah. staying the course. Okay. Yeah. Would you, I know you're a coach, but would you, what would you say about um, your, about women or, yeah, women having more than one coach? Do you think you can have more than one coach? Or do you think you should just have the one? What would be your advice hmm. around whether you can have more than one influence or one coach in your, yeah. in your life as part of your journey? Because I've heard some people say that they've got more than one mentor yeah. or coach. What's your views on that in terms, from, a, from a coaching Yeah, that's um, a really good question. I think at the end of the day, we're always influenced by more than one thing. I think human beings by our very nature we are multifaceted yeah. and so what I do like is that a lot of coaches these days specialize in a particular area so when it comes down to specialisms go for the best I think okay. you should so I specialize in helping ambitious black women thrive in the corporate world okay. and so that's what I'm into career coaching for mm -hmm. corporate careers right. you know um, and so if somebody was in the corporate space I believe that I'd be you know one of the best to yep. go to yep. right yep. but um, if you want a wealth coach <laughs> then yeah. go for that. If you're yeah. looking for general kind of life and maybe specifically confidence, sure. go to a confidence yeah. coach. I don't think there's anything wrong. I think when people have really good intentions and people are good and skilled at what they do, there is nothing wrong than, you know, dipping your toe in the right pond that's yeah. actually going to help you on a holistic level. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And in terms of, because I know a big part of your mission, which you talked about was the kind of the race and um, gender pay gap. Yeah. How much, I mean, do you know of any statistics? How much of a gap is there between, you know, whether it's women or black women um, to like their white counterparts? Mm -hmm. or how much of a disparity or a gap is there? That it... Well, one thing I do know is that 60% of FTSE 100 companies still have all white leadership teams and that's yeah. across the country. I see that as a problem yeah. because I think there is so much in, in the world that it's now becoming, you know, globalization is real. We're mm. getting so much more connected in a world that's so diverse and in a place like, you know, London or even England that mm. has got, it's just a melting pot of all these different cultures. Mm. I think that that isn't good enough anymore. I think that there is so much to be gained from having people from different backgrounds, from different, um, you know, races coming together and just offering a different and unique perspective yeah. i think that actually helps businesses and what i always tell my clients is that as an employee yes you have your own career goals which i can help you um identify and get crystal clear on but you've got to remember that this is all about business when you go to work mm. you're helping a business further its aims and objectives and you have to have that kind of commercial mindset when yeah. you're going in so being yourself which is why 
authenticity and your personal brand, as I said earlier, is so important. Mm. You are now actually fostering that. You're helping yeah. that business move forward, which is why I think that having all white leadership is such a way to put a company on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very archaic. It's very old it's school. It's old school. Yeah, we need to kind of um, reflect the times. Yeah. How? I guess how how do we how how do we do that to some extent? And it, I I know it's you know how long is a piece of string? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those kinds of questions. But I wondered, there it's it's quite difficult to kind of. I know we can sit here, we can be very energized, we can be very enthusiastic. Say so, you know we've got to go for it. But I guess when you hear those statistics, it's very yeah. stark yeah. and very damning. I mean. I remember sometime back uh, I saw a LinkedIn post mm -hmm. where they showed like I can't remember what company it was. It was something like Apple or something. Yeah. And they showed their leadership, um, their diversity board, and every single person that represented diversity were all white. Um, that was yeah. leading that up, and I wondered, well, how, how does that yeah. even work? You yeah. know. And I guess the other thing um, is this tension around, you know, how do you, how do you push on to do what you need to do and becoming the best, right? To, to, to go for that role that you want, that senior position, whilst at the same time having to kind of navigate that tokenism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, there's that whole, you know, am I a token or yeah. am I generally being picked based on my yeah. abilities and, yeah, and my creed, you know? Yeah. And what do you, what's your views on that? I think the first thing is to be sold on your value. A lot yeah. of people are going into work every day getting on with their tasks, mundane, one of the mill. I mean, let's, let's not pretend. Yeah. For most people, if you're in a job and you've been in it for a long time, you know the tasks. That the clients may change, the day may change, but, but you, you pretty know. much know your yeah. job. But if you're not, this is why one of my core values is purpose. If you don't have purpose and actually sold on your own value, yeah. you should not be looking for extrinsic values um, or extrinsic factors, sorry, to value you. Mm -hmm. That has to come from within. So I always tell black women, like, do you know what you're bringing to the table? Yeah. You need to know. Yeah. When you know that, that's not just about itemizing things on your CV. Yeah. No, actually knowing when Jennifer sits here and when she's in this meeting, what does Jennifer bring to the table? On, because Jen. it's about no, commoditizing. There is an element of you need to see yourself in, in a business mindset. Yeah. Your value has to speak for you because people are talking about you. You know? Listen, I'm sold because basically what you've got to know your value because yeah. otherwise you always will be at the su the service of others and not and underplaying yeah. and underperforming yeah. under your potential yeah. or whatever. And, and I when people totally, project yeah. their yeah. their views about maybe black women, Where you their, should either be, their conscious where, yeah. or their unconscious bias onto you. Now, because of that, you take in that narrative and be like, okay, so now I'm going to be quiet in this meeting and I'm not going to express myself. I'm a Nigerian-Jamaican woman. When I talk, my hands <laughs> wave around. It yeah. is just the way that I am. Yeah. It doesn't make me aggressive. And I know that there are times where you might want to take more of a demure stance depending on, you know, it's about being a flexible person it's not every day I talk like this but at the end of the day I'm still going to be myself in every situation yeah. and there is nothing wrong with that yeah. and when Hence, that's why I say yeah authenticity, authenticity and yeah. yeah and that's why I say knowing your value and what you yeah. bring to the table because guess what when you know your value when you look for ways to demonstrate your value when you are focused on honing in what you are known for in your company do you think anyone is going to be bothered about whether you're a woman or whether you're black yeah. They won't care because it gets to a point where what you bring to the table from a business perspective transcends yeah. your race and your gender. And this and is what I want to teach people. Do, do you feel um, authentically, whole 100%, do you feel that's the case for you? Would you say, I've, I'm not living in the colour of my skin, I have transcended 
um, that uh, would you say you've transcended that kind of very in, for not your all the time because I walk around yeah. as a black woman I, I always am going to look like a yeah. black woman and for some people who maybe have see that negatively whether they're aware of it or not that I can't change that person's of course, mind of right course. and I am proudly walking around as a black yeah. woman as I should as everybody yeah. should be proud of who they are but I just think that where there are negatives, and it's not every organisation yeah. that has these negative views. Some, some, a lot of organisations are actually pushing to weed this out, which I think is a great thing. Yeah. But I'm saying where these things exist, mm. where you feel that you are being stagnant in your career because of these structural issues, mm. and maybe for you, you don't, or you're not ready, or you don't want to jump ship from your current organisation, I say that, well, the option is there. You can move on and find a company that aligns with your values yeah. or if you want to stay put for a number of reasons yeah. then what you can do is look to make sure that what you bring to the table is good enough that people start to see you for what your business skills are yeah. for your actual skills what they yeah. employed you for are you good at your job and and this is the thing because like for example like side side note and i know it's a different industry but like daniel kaluuya right actor and um, black panther get out known for those big films as we know yeah um I think he's become, I've read an article recently, I saw an interview with him where he said he's really tired of having to speak about his race. Right. He's often having to talk about his race and speak, he's become a spokesperson for, for all actors. black people and actors. And, whatever. and he said he hates it. He says, look, why don't you check my talent first? I'm yeah. an actor. Why don't you check, you know, I don't want to be based on, you know, these parts, these controversial parts or, or whatever that's been based around race. And I guess where I'm going with this question is, have you ever felt, that you've had to, within the corporate world, kind of speak to that? Like, you know, have you ever had to kind of talk about your race or justify it or talk about it in any way or shape or form in terms of your your kind of, your your, your role at all? Just it does come interest? out. I think it's different to the arts because I guess yeah. I'm not going for those sort of interviews on red carpets where people might ask me, they'll be like, Jennifer, as a black woman, how do you think? You know, that doesn't really happen in my space. Well, what it you might, might it, Well, one day, who yeah, knows? Yeah. But, um... Not as a lawyer, potentially yeah, in my career sure. coaching space, yes. But I think what you do find is sometimes conversations, you know, naturally. And there's an element of this where sometimes I try not to be too sensitive because if you are the only black woman in the room and they're talking about something that happens to be... Um, African, Caribbean, orientated. There's nothing wrong in looking to me for mm. a, a, a view or because opinion, I'm probably yeah. going to be better placed yeah. than others. I don't think there's anything wrong with that and I wouldn't particularly take offence to that. I okay. think what I do probably don't like and I think what a lot of black women I speak to say they don't like is the microaggressions yeah. or the negative treatment or you know a lot of black women I speak to and have spoken to recently say that you know at work they feel like they're almost treated like children yeah. you know they'll say something and it's like is that quite right you know that kind of questioning second guessing everything you do even though you're trying to show no I'm good at it that feeling of always having to prove yourself that imposter you syndrome feel, that all of yeah. yeah and you feel like your white counterparts probably aren't experiencing that now I believe that everybody's experiencing something sure everybody's yeah. experiencing something but I can't speak to all issues because I'm not a coach who's decided to take on everything going on yeah. in the world I, I take on what black women tell but me ha, they're going has that through. ever so a common theme you're saying that your coaches have come back to you around, around this thing around microaggressions and yeah, stuff and have you ever experienced like in the corporate world have you picked up on any microaggressions from uh, yeah, I think I know the answer. But, yeah, I have yeah. done, of course. You know, I've had instances, you know, where people ask me things that I think are quite inappropriate, um, making comments that are inappropriate or just make you feel... Like, othered, for example... Like you are... Yeah, like you're just 
you stand out for ways that maybe you weren't trying to stand out or just unnatural to you and it make, can make you feel a bit uncomfortable. That has, has happened. Has there been any examples? <laughs> just that, just Not like, saying any company okay. names whatsoever. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, don't name anyone, yeah. But what's been the kind of things that have been said? I've had, I've had it since I've been working somewhere and, you know, somebody has just been staring at me. And, you know, you're looking at them and you're like, hey, you yeah. okay? You look up and they're still staring at you. And I was like, are, are you okay? And she's just like, where are you from? And I was just like, London. And it's just like, no, originally, like, where, where do that you come others, from? That and exotic. It's this, yeah, it's like yeah. I'm this new creature that, you know, and it, it wasn't just... Uh, maybe it's just the way she came across, but it seemed like she was really like. So but my cameraman's mesmerized. laughing, but it's a real thing. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Just, You're giggling. Yeah. Just it's like, a, I'm trying, where are I'm you from? You. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, London. And yeah. then it's just like, no, originally, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. this need to understand the depth of you because I think for some people it's like. It, it comes across as though it's like, how comes you're here with me? Like, I need to understand where you're from yeah. and how you've gotten here. Or even sometimes I, I can think about at law school, you know, and it sounds stupid, but I remember somebody asking me when I was at law school, oh, did you do law? And I'm like, that's how you get to law school. Like, yeah. I did law. What, a full law degree? Is there a half law degree? Wow. You know? So there's an assumption, an that, assumption that you must that have come I got from here some other route Yeah, magically, something. and I'm actually in the wrong place. Yeah. You know, questioning whether I have a full law degree. I didn't even yeah. know you could get half a law degree. <laughs> so, you know, wow. things like that, that... I have I have experienced that you know has to come from I don't think it's always malicious but it has to come from some level of unconscious bias and if I've experienced it others have experienced it and I know others have experienced it because I coach and I talk to so many black women on my complimentary clarity calls who will say to me Jen I'm coming up against this and I don't know what to do I feel less than at work how do I begin to and I know that I'm good at it you know in my life I run my yeah. life I'm a big big woman but why is it at work that I'm made to feel a little bit less than and because of that I'm shrinking at work yeah. and then I'm being passed over for, for promotion and this is affecting yeah. my money your 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 job needs yeah. to maintain your lifestyle yeah. if you're not an entrepreneur your job is your only stream of income make it maintain your lifestyle yeah. you know you want to go on holiday so you want to buy rethinking, houses yeah. reframing how you see your role your yeah. job and, and yeah, yeah and not just yeah. being grateful to be there yeah. it is not enough <laughs> yeah. to have your foot in the door yeah. that's old that's for the generation before us particularly people True. like me who've come come from a background where my dad came over from nigeria and had to make a way for himself mm. it makes sense then to kind of want to get the foot my dad's very successful but it, it makes sense to kind of be like i just want to get my foot in the door yeah. but for us who are second third generation that's not enough no, you need to thrive enough. and it needs to maintain your lifestyle and needs to be aligned with your greater purpose yeah. for your career yeah i hear that yeah so jennifer how because time is against us it's yeah. been so quick yeah um but yet so impactful um with all the information very informative and i'm sure people will be lapping this up don't forget to comment if you're, if you're listening <laughs> yeah. okay and all this stuff because it's great to get this feedback so like Jennifer, obviously we're coming to that time and if you wanted to, if there were anyone else that could sit where you are right now, okay, in terms of the, the, the lounge chair and to be able to kind of share this space and have an intimate conversation with us about their industry, about what they do, who, if you had two people that you'd like to recommend, who would those two people be on why? 
Yeah, I think the first person I would recommend is my good friend, Maxine. Okay. She runs a business called My Training Resources. It's My Training Resources on Instagram. Okay. She actually trains um, women generically um, in leadership, okay. who women who are aspiring to be in leadership programs. And she actually has a CPD accredited program okay, that can cool. actually help you learn how to be a better leader. Um, yeah, nice. so I'm quite excited. I'm going on her training myself. Great. Um, great. So I'd say that she would be a really good example. Okay. And also, and I've got another, you know, I'm all about sisterhood. I don't yeah. believe that, you know, anyone's, you know, necessarily competing for my spot. I've got an amazing career coach that I'm really good friends with called Yammo Online. She actually is so good about helping people become more intentional in, for their careers. And so she's my sister in career coaching. And I think okay. she's amazing. Brilliant. Cool. And yeah. how can we, in terms of yourself, so in terms of your services, yeah. um, how can people get in contact? Is is it specifically, is it kind of black women that you're focusing on, on, on coaching in terms of yeah. clients and stuff, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's so, my yeah. main um, focus at the moment. There is definitely scope where I want to be more in just the generic BAME space, sure, but sure. for women. But, but at, at the moment, moment the yeah. corporate black girl, my business that I have um, is about helping ambitious black women thrive in the corporate world Brilliant, so cool. I have a website the um, corporateblackgirl.com yeah. on Instagram it's at the corporate black girl and you can email me at info at the corporate black girl.com Brilliant, cool. And that should be popping up right about now. Up on the screen. So be there. Good. Cool, brilliant. I just want to say, you know, it's been great. It's been cool. Thank you so much. Thanks. Obviously, people, you know, this has been our episode. You know, don't forget to hit the notification bell for future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're loving the content, comment, leave your comments below. Follow Jennifer. Yes. All right. So take care and it's been great. Lounge Thank Academics. You. Thank you. Thank you.